Welcome to Chapter 2 of HealthSystemCIO.com's interview with Cindy Peterson, CIO at Henry Mayo Newhall Hospital. In this segment, Peterson talks about the CIO's role in making sure IT projects demonstrate value and meet expectations, the questions that need to be answered before an implementation begins, and how the organization is working to grow leaders from within and provide opportunities for advancement. HealthSystemCIO.com podcasts are sponsored by Improvada, the healthcare IT security company ranked number one by class for secure messaging and single sign-on. For more information, visit their website at Improvada.com. Now, when you talk about everything that that's being done on the IT side, obviously the, it's a big commitment, it's a big spend, and, and I wanted to just talk about how it changes the way that, that IT is perceived and the CIO and the other executives when the organization is making a significant investment in IT? I guess I'm lucky that um, the executive team here have, have always supported IT and have always supported the dollars being spent uh, because they've seen value. I think it's it's my team's responsibility to make sure that they show value and make sure that the projects we bring forward are truly projects that are going to have a positive impact on the facility. And so I've been fortunate to be able to get a lot of projects approved because they have been able to see the value. I think it's also important um, to be very consistent with, with your ability to be on time and on budget, where you're truly taking the time to analyze and plan out those projects so that it doesn't look like every project's over budget takes longer than what was planned, but really plan those out appropriately so expectations can be met. And you are giving all of your stakeholders what they're expecting to receive. Those are the type of um, items that we try to follow through with. And we have an, a, um, an IS steering committee here um, where projects are approved through the steering committee. Um, they're reviewed, the, the changes, updates on our projects, and then all of our projects are measured 6, 18, and 36 months to make sure that we were effective with those with those projects. So I think it's having that collaboration as well with your stakeholders and understanding what their needs are, but bringing to them systems that are going to add value so that IT is perceived as a value add to the organization. So it's something where I think in the industry we're hearing more about CIOs being more closely aligned with the business. But it seems like, at least at your organization, this has kind of been the way things have gone. Right. We, we've we had this for a very long time. Not to say it's perfect. I don't think anything is perfect. But I think we've had a good process for reviewing um, projects. Sometimes, you know, there, there are statements, there's too much bureaucracy. But in the end, we see when we don't follow those processes, um, the end result isn't as good as it, as it might have been. Right. So we try to stay consistent with those processes. Right. And when, when you talk about things like um, reducing costs, improving, improving the patient experience, this is something that IT just plays as, as, as big a role as, as other departments do, it seems. And 
maybe that's not how things were traditionally viewed, but that seems to be more and more the way things are going. Um, I think that when you're implementing systems, you, you have to look at it like you're not just implementing a system and training on a system, but you're actually looking at the workflow and how you can improve those workflows. Are there opportunities to reduce costs? Are there opportunities to improve care? And really analyze it to that level because that's, I think, what makes the difference. Just to install a system and train on the system and say, okay, here's your new system, go ahead and have at it, um, I think you limit yourself. You're not maximizing the use of the software. And so it does take longer on an implementation process when you take that approach. But in the end, you have a much better result because you're analyzing all aspects. Are there uh, workflows that no, no longer need to be there? Can we change to a new future work, workflow that improves efficiency um, and productivity? Can we incorporate maybe a subsystem we used to have into our main system and eliminate some of the, um, the paper flow in that? You know? So analyzing all those aspects, I think, truly have a huge impact on what it is you end up implementing in the end. Right. Okay. So obviously a, a lot going on, but are there any other, uh, what are some of the other um, big priorities for, for your organization in the next year or so? Well, we're currently working on a, a huge construction project, um, building a 120 patient bed tower. So that's a huge project. And uh, we're looking at replacing our Pixis system with OmniCell, so that's another one. We're going to be moving forward. We started our journey on Lean, but we're going to continue that journey um, and start to really enhance it and start, um, you know, rolling it out more and more over this next year. So, so we're on that journey. Uh, of course, we're on the, the journey of patient safety and a culture of safety. Um, so that's an organizational commitment that we have as well. Um, so we never stop uh, for having a lot of projects on our plate. We continue to always drive ourselves and push ourselves to be the best hospital we can, um, and we'll continue to do that. So even though we might try to lessen the amount of IT-specific projects during this implementation, we won't stop. There will still be other projects that come along um, and will be included even though we're working on this, this huge project with Meditech. Right. Okay. And lean is always something that, that's interesting to me because it's, uh, you have to take the time to, to do the training, but then it, can, it gets incorporated into to all the processes, and it seems like something that can really make a difference. It's just a matter of investing that time up front with, with the training. Right, and it, it truly is a journey. I mean, when we were looking at other organizations, you know, they, they would all tell us, oh, it's a journey, it's a journey. But somehow you think that, oh, once you get everybody trained, then it's just going to be part of the process. And 
you know, you, you want that to happen, but it doesn't happen that way. It's slow to kick in and a little bit keeps happening. So it truly is a journey um, and it's a journey that doesn't end. And so that's the difference that I see with lean, but I see so many positive effects of it. For us, even in IT, and we try to incorporate some of those aspects as we're implementing new systems, but probably not to the level that we need to. So that needs to continue to grow. Right. And have you brought in um, third parties for Lean, or is it something that you're just doing internally? Well, we've done um, various elements of training through organizations, but um, I think now we're going to the next step, and we are going to bring in a firm to analyze where we've been, assess what we've been doing, and how do we now take it to the next step, um, and how can they help us get it to the next step. So I think that that's where we're at right now. We're looking at some companies to come in. Okay. Now, for, for the uh, IT department, what's the approximate size of uh, the staff? For IT, now I have biomed, um, biomedical engineering also reports to me, and information governance reports to me, and informatics reports to me. Um, so when I look at the total, I think it's around 65 people. Okay. So... One thing that um, I, I find pretty interesting is, is just the idea of, of growing leaders and how that's really, you know, one of the uh, core responsibilities. I wanted to just talk about how you work to, to grow leaders and, and, you know, what qualities you look for most in people with potential. We try to grow leaders within, and we try to give people the opportunity to continue to advance themselves um, within the organization. We'll do not only team building within, within the team, we'll offer you know, the Southern California Hospital Association leadership classes. So we'll take those, we, we offer those to the people that have potential to become leaders. And then, you know, we'll also send people out to maybe one or two day type of training sessions, um, like accountability training and that kind of thing as well. And of course, we have internal training for our leaders and we expose them to that. Our approach is trying to move people within the organization up the ladder and grow them. And on their performance reviews, we always have a personal growth goal for them so that they can focus on maybe specialized training, schooling, or whatever, and we try to work with them on what are their goals for the future and, and help them in trying to reach those goals. But it's like I tell all of my team, I tell them all that they all are leaders, no matter what position they hold. They're a leader in some way, shape, or form. And we need to all have that mindset that we are all leaders and um, that what we do affects others. And so um, that's how we try to move forward with development of leaders. We'd rather promote within than a hire from outside, um, although we have to do that too sometimes, but our approach is trying to grow within. Right. And are there any uh, particular uh, characteristics or qualities that you really kind of find valuable? Um, I think the attitude 
and behaviors play a lot into um, who's going to make a good leader. And people who are engaged, who are self-motivated, who have a positive attitude, you know, her willing to go above and beyond, those seem to always make pretty good leaders. They want to do the right thing. They have a drive. And, um, you know, the positive attitude is key, um, I think, as we move forward. Um, sometimes I can, I can train you on skills, but I can't train you on behavior. You know, sometimes those type of elements are already built within, within you. And so those characteristics we look for. The last thing I wanted to ask was just being at the organization since 2001, that that's something that's now pretty much rare in our industry. And I just wanted to ask, what has kept you there? What's made you want to, to stay with the organization through all these changes? Well, I think that the constant growth of the organization, um, not being stagnant, you know, um, being able to grow and continue um, to implement new and exciting um, projects, um, to be involved with a great executive team, and you know, I report to a great leader. I, I mean, that's that's huge, and he's been here that long as well. Having that kind of relationship, having um, the respect from the executive team and the support from them, I think, is is the key element in staying at an organization. Right. All right. Um, this uh, covers what I wanted to talk about, so I really appreciate you taking some time. I know you have a thousand things on your plate, so thank you so much. You're welcome. Okay. Talk to you soon. Talk to you again. Thanks. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this podcast from healthsystemcio.com. To hear other podcasts, visit our website or subscribe to our account in iTunes at healthsystemcio.com backslash podcast.